again. <laughs> we're back. Welcome to Double Dose. I'm your host, Depesh. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're here to take you from Earth to GNZ11. For Daniel, sure. Um, first topic of the day, man. Um, I was just wondering, uh, you know how like when we were younger and like $2 would get you just a stupid large family size of hot chips yes. from the local takeaway shop? Yep. And then like, you know, growing up, the phrase was cheap as chips. We yep. all know what that meant. Do you think that with the with the recent um, pricing increases and shit, how like hot chips are like fucking ten bucks or something at mm. places? Do you think like Gen Z would even understand the phrase "cheapest chips"? Do they have phrases like that? Are they going to have phrases like that, or are they going to be uh, old timey phrases? Are they going to sound like old timey phrases like when we grew up and we heard like "pot calling the kettle black" or "hair of the dog"? Because that was old for us. Okay, so you think, will there be any new ones or do you think that the cheapest chips will be even relevant? I don't think the cheapest chips is relevant. I feel like that's going to be like old timey sounding to them because mm. they're like, chips aren't cheap. And uh, are they are they going to have their own phrases? Do, people, do you think phrases like that will come up anymore? I think, I don't know. I, I think that, I, I think chips are pretty damn expensive now. They've gotten pretty stupid. Uh, you know, like a, I don't know, Uber Eats is really expensive. But when you're going Uber Eats, you buy like a packet of chips. Sometimes like um, it could be anywhere from, I've seen places charge $15 for a box of chips. And, That's fucked. And it's, and it's that big. Yeah. Uh, about like, you know, a couple of two handfuls. Two palm sizes. Two palm size full. Yeah. So like, will, will, will they have their own phrases or are those a thing of the past now? I don't know. It's, I don't, I haven't, I'm trying to think of one that's pretty recent, but I like, can't think of Because like phrases for us, like pot call the kettle black and stuff, like we can't relate to that. You'd have yeah. to look up where that originated. And that's going to be the same for the stuff that we kept brought up with, with that we understand. So I think it's, I don't know if there's going to be any new ones, but surely there's some I just can't think of right now. But for instance, you know, the one where it's uh, rule of thumb. Yeah. Do you know where that's from? I don't. I think it's it's either two things. I don't think there's any 100% sure tell of where it actually came from. I've heard one that the rule of thumb is something to do with tailors. Like, you know, it's a thumb width or something like that. Okay. Um, or like using your thumb as a, as a measurement guide, something that the tailors use. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard that it stemmed from this old saying that was you couldn't beat your wife with anything wider than your thumb. Wow. Okay. So, so it was it was this rule that yeah. you know the they couldn't call the cops and she couldn't do anything if you had something that was as smaller than your thumb and you used it to beat her and to keep it in that line. That sounds about right. And and everyone was so just acceptable about just women beating that back was in normal. that time. It was so weird that that was just like oh yeah yeah I just beat my wife the other day. You see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Sally in line. You burn my bacon, I smack you around, you see? Yeah. Um, that's everyone's, funny, dude. Everyone spoke just so different back then, too. Yeah, dude. It was, that, that was a very strange time. The, 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 like, yeah, the rule of thumb, like, those, those things are kind of strange. Um, yeah. And, uh, there was this, this funny, uh, video this, a while ago that I saw where this guy would flip the words of certain sayings. You, you know, for instance, you say, neither here nor there. And you would say neither there nor here. Right. And so he kept doing that. It was a video where he kept, he kept changing the reverse and people just thought 
Uh, it's so weird to hear it, but it's still the same meaning. Don't quote me on this. I found this out recently and I had a, a, a bit of a out-of-body experience. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to ask you the question for you to answer it. What uh, If you were asking for someone to get the silverware out of a drawer so you could eat, the, the, the two primary ones, mm-hmm. say uh, to your your mum, you can you go get me a baba? What order you say? What order, order are you saying? It I in? would say knife and fork. Yeah, see, um, apparently that's the common one in Australia. Uh, for some reason, I grew up saying fork and knife, and don't quote me on this, but I think it that might be an American thing. I don't know, but yeah, I now I, I just realized that yeah, a lot of people say knife and fork, and I say fork and knife, and then now I realize why my partner's mum one time, uh, I said, "Can I get the? Can I please have a fork and knife?" And she's like, "What knife?" Because fucking knife. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that ending on the k sound is a lot more, maybe nicer. So I can understand why maybe that's become a certain thing that Aussies right. do. It's that you'll you'll end on the nice crisp sound versus you end on knife, which yeah. kind of lingers. So the fork is a very it is a very very abrupt. Hit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Aussies, like I what I just said. Then I don't know. It's so strung together the word in itself it is instead of saying i don't know which probably is i don't know a better way of speaking i don't know clear way of speaking yeah 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 okay i want to tell you something very strange dude far away okay you are the man of the culinary you are the man (laughs) i do enjoy cooking cooking, right (laughs) you i've this guy knows a lot about chefistry I watch an unhealthy amount of cooking vids, cooking right? videos. Yeah. So I came across this video. I really hope you haven't seen this. But okay. There's this guy. <laughs> one of the most interesting ways of cooking a piece of food I've ever seen in my life. He was able to cook a, an entire chicken by slapping it. Oh, okay. I have, I have, I do remember the meme coming out. Like how many, how hard and fast do you need to slap a chicken to, in order to cook it? Yeah. Because it, it's a thermal. Ready, uh, it's uh, the thermodynamics. thermodynamics. I should have, thermodynamics that right. Gets, so someone's know, the done energy this. gets transferred. I, I think it's maybe Newton's second law of thermodynamics right. that every action has an equals opposite reaction, but all energy is transferred and never lost. So you know, if you trans, if you slap something really hard and it hurts your skin or whatever, you can do that enough times that you'll be able to cook a damn piece of meat. Wow! So he did it. He actually cooked it. Is it a cause and effects? Is he cooking his hand as he's cooking the chicken? <laughs> so he was not able to cook it with his own strength. He needed to build a machine to slap the chicken continuously <laughs> until it's until it cooked. Oh my god, dude! But, this, was this guy from? Um, this guy definitely was from the era where you slapped your wife. He was so he was yeah, so, yeah, as so soon as he heard about slapping, he's like, oh, "I gotta get on this." <laughs> yeah. So he was able to do it. How many slaps do you think it took? How hard and fast is he slapping the chicken? Well, what if he, if he had slapping to the guess. chicken sounds like a saying, like choke the chicken? Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. So he it was pretty fast, but how fast do you think it would be? I'm picturing it's like a little rotary machine, like the hands yeah, just yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say uh, 200 SPM slaps per minute. For how long? 
Oh shit. Okay. Um, three and a half hours. Okay. 200 slaps per minute. And then per minute, let's, let's do some quick calculations off the quick top maths. of my head. Quick maths. So uh, how many minutes in an hour? So 60 minutes. Yep. So that's times 60, 1200. 200 SPM. What's that? By, 12, by the way, whatever 12, you say, slaps per minute. Whatever you say, I'm going to agree on, agree on because I'm bad at math. No, no. 12,000 slaps per hour is what you're saying. Per hour, 24. Yes. That's like 50,000 slaps a day. No. Goddamn. 100,000 slaps a day. Old generation are just so loving this sound. If, oh my God. I hope I got my maths not totally wrong here. Um, but so that's, that's the, there was a number and he got it. He was yeah. able to do it. So. I'll give you some bit of backstory first. Is that he needed to get the chicken to? It did not look cooked when he when he showed it. Okay. But he went to the FDA, uh, you know, guidelines and said, "How long do you need to cook a chicken for?" Yep. And usually it's seventy five degrees Celsius internal temperature. Internal temperatures for um. I think that's Fahrenheit. Some, no, seventy five degrees flashed. I think on each side for a certain amount of minutes. But he was worried that wouldn't be. That would be too high of a temperature to achieve by slapping. So he's looked up, and if you cook it at uh, 10 minutes at 55 degrees Celsius, it would cook. It would be considered cook. I think it was 50, 10 or it was either 10 or 30 minutes that he had to hold the temperature of 55 degrees of slapping, right? Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yep. So he, it needed to be slapped. I think it's 65 and held. Fahrenheit, I think, for okay. chicken. But it just needed to be held over that amount of time. Don't quote me on the time. I forget what it was. In order to be considered safe to eat. Yes. Yep. So he was slapping it with this machine. Yeah. And it, I love the when, I love that you're, that you're doing it like to, that. He's just- the number he came to was 135,000 slaps. And it took him eight hours to cook. An eight or nine hours to achieve it. Because over time, you could see... And he had to build <laughs> this encasing... This spe- he had to buy and build this special encasing that he would wrap in the chicken in this very tiny, very tiny sack. And yeah. the sack was very special because it allowed heat to come in, but it didn't allow heat to come out. Okay. So it was, it was, it was almost like a vacuum seal of this special material. And the device looked like some sort of seesaw that was tilted on one side and it was just coming down like... A hundred oh, right. times, as uh, almost um, um, as every ten seconds, it was just bam, 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 just nailing this chicken, and it <laughs> took him weeks to achieve this because the machine kept breaking. What? Um, a couple was of so questions. much force being generated that it was just—it sounded like a jackhammer. Yeah, like a couple of questions. What are people that are walking past that house thinking, hearing that? Um, how do you sleep with that running, you know, throughout the night? And mm. also, what method of cooking are we thinking of? That, is that classified as? Is that baking a chicken because it's in a, it's in a like a bag? I guess you're boiling it to a degree because it's the heat, its, own heat. it's uh, boiling it really. Yeah. Did the chicken fall apart? So it was he he could not eat it because <laughs> the thermal paste that had or the fiberglass insulation that he had created burst onto the chicken. Right. But when he opened it up, it looked cooked. But he did cook and eat a steak, which was much lower temperature needed, and that thing looked. Brown on the outside and pink in the middle. Really? And he was able to eat it. But he said- Is it just a he, section of the meat or overall? Whole thing. Really? Yes. So it just transfers meat? Yeah, the, the, it transfers transfer the whole temperature. meat. And wow. he had this big, 
thick. He had to get the thickest bit of cut he could because he's worried it was going to get pounded into oblivion. Oh yeah, but like just he um, said when he ate it, it was almost unchewable because it it, it tasted like he had been chewing it for about five hours because it was right. pounded so yeah. many times. I wonder what that does to like the yeah the, the proteins, the fibers. That's that's wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, that's so weird. That's, I like that, though. I like the dedication. Is he an, an engineer? Yeah, he's an engineer okay, that that's got this yeah. YouTube channel that is very specific to, you know, doing these kind of kooky experiments and yeah. doing very strange ways of doing stuff. And also, let's just build this because I can. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. So, it was possible and he proved it, but it happened with a lot of failures. And I give props to the guys. One of the most interesting videos I had seen and the streams he had posted of, you know, the the letdowns and the machine breaking so yeah. many times and reinforcing the machine and rebuilding it to make it stronger because heaps of time, you know, the, the bolt would just break because it was just under so much force and pressure. As an engineer, I bet you he loved this whole experiment. It wasn't even about the chicken. It was just making this thing work and do its job. For sure. Yeah. That was super interesting and I thought you would like it. No, I do appreciate that. And um, I can't say that I can uh, bring that into my culinary um, experience. But uh, it's good to know. Yeah. If you're at the dinner table and you serve up some raw chicken, just slap it a bit, slap it around a little bit in front of everyone. And just to heat it up a bit more. If it's dinner's cold. ready. If it's cold. It's cold. Um, um, I might come in five minutes. I'll slap it when I get there. This chicken's a little raw. Let me just. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know, um, have you heard of this? Uh, this Dave Chappelle getting tackled. Okay. That's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, this Dave Chappelle thing. So, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? So, from what I understood, a guy jumped on stage towards the end of the show, right? tackled him. He had a, a knife that apparently looked like a gun. Yeah, like it was apparently like a knife concealed in a gun. Yes. And I said- A prop gun or something. I like thought that. that was extremely weird because why would you have a knife that looks like a gun? You'd have a gun that looks like a knife. If you're going to conceal a weapon in... No, you want a knife that looks like a... A gun. No, sorry. You want a gun that looks like a knife. No. You'd want the opposite. No, because you want to have the element of surprise. Someone, yeah, you bring so out imagine a knife you someone, pull out a knife yeah, and, and like, you what shoot are you gonna them. Do? And you shoot them. Exactly. So you want a gun that looks like a knife. Yes. Yes. That's what I said. Oh, sorry. I must, I, I must have misheard. But yes. Yeah. Um, but he went the opposite way. Yes. Imagine getting pulled up for a gun. You're like, oh, it's okay. It's just a knife. And they're like, yeah, yeah. nice try, buddy. Back yeah. of the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was super weird. Yes. That he, that he had that as the weapon. But when he... I, did you see the video? I've seen the video. Okay. The TMZ one? Yes. <laughs> what does that stand for? Once again, TMZ. I don't know. Pieces of shit. Okay. United. Yeah. <laughs> so... He runs on stage, but it didn't even look like he was fumbling to get something out of his pocket or anything like that. It was him rushing the stage and doing a half-assed tackle with a terrible tackle, half-assed tackle that barely looked like it knocked him over. He needs to talk to the engineer guy in order to practice shit before he executes it because and that tackle was. Dave Chappelle like passed off. Yeah, but the then tackle. if he really wanted to hurt him, he could have definitely pulled it out and then. You know, done yes. something. He was he definitely didn't. in the vicinity to to use the weapon. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. And um, I got a video that I found on TikTok that I want to show you that I found really interesting. Um, let me bring this up right here. Can you can you see this? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play. All right. Okay, so you probably know by now, but Dave Chappelle was attacked at his show last night. 
and I would not normally post about this. But I'm kind of confused as to how this happened because I was at the Dave Chappelle show at Hollywood Bowl on Saturday. I don't have any pictures. I just have this video from the 30th walking in because this was the most strict show I've ever been to in my life. First of all, no one was allowed to have their phones. They made us put our phones in a locked sleeve. Then they checked you for your phone or Apple watches or Bluetooth headphones. They checked your bags and then you went through a metal detector. And usually you can bring picnic stuff and drinks in to the Hollywood Bowl, but they were super strict. They were making people throw away their picnic stuff. People were on the side chugging their drinks before they went in. But according to the reports, according to the reports, he was able to get in a replica handgun that was also a knife. So what I'm wondering is, how did someone get footage of it? They were so strict with the phones. Trust me, I was personally annoyed by the phone thing. And what's interesting is the first person who posted about it is this guy who works for this company, a nonfiction entertainment studio. And then here's an interview with him. XTR is at the forefront of the documentary revolution. But what we see here, he didn't film this. This is a screen recording. He's an executive producer for this XTR company a global nonfiction entertainment studio. And here's the guy who did it. He got torn up. But what I'm not understanding is how did he get on stage? There was so much security, both employees from Hollywood Bowl dressed in yellow, but also a bunch of staff that was dressed in black suits, which I'm assuming some worked for the venue in yellow and then the ones in black probably worked for production. And of course I found his Instagram, so. This is him right before the show. Ironic that he's using the bloody nose uh, filter because, yeah. And obviously he follows Dave Chappelle. I mean, I don't know. I'm just a bit confused by this all. I don't think that Dave Chappelle would ever do a publicity stunt like this. He doesn't need to. Oh, and what makes this even more bizarre is that Chris Rock was at the show and performed. I don't know, the whole thing is really weird. But as we see multiple yeah. people... So um, I find that really fascinating because I have been to um, a stand-up comedy show uh, three or four years ago and um, that comedian was very large and he had people, their job the whole time was just to hold torches and if anyone was shown with their phone out recording the show, they'd just shine a light on them and someone would escort them out because... You were told to put your phones away. So venues that have like exclusive content are very, very specific about um, the media leaking out. They want to be able to control what goes out, right? Okay. So this is really interesting. Why was this footage out? Why is it just after the events happened? And then the guy that to tweet it is seriously like some producer, part of some marketing thing. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. The thing where she's brought up the Chris Rock thing, I think was nonsense yeah. and not, not useful at all. Just saying, oh, well, Chris Rock was there, so therefore it's a conspiracy. I don't think that that had any merit at yeah, all. Yeah, me neither. I am interested in to know about the recording thing, but then, you know, I have to think, and my thoughts are that stuff gets leaked all the time, whether you're allowed a, a phone or not. Right. Movie sets, you know, Andrew Garfield on the set of uh, Spider-Man and all that, you know, that got leaked right way before anything was shown and whatever. And, you know, they had the real footage. Yeah. Um, 
another thought is that it's a publicity, not a publicity stunt by Dave Chappelle, but a publicity stunt done by this entertainment company. Maybe, maybe this company had uh, producers' rights. He's able to go back scene. He's not. He's not being checked. You know, he the 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 shot where it looks like looks like he's the person filming is way offset. You know, they're not in the crowd at all. It's a yeah. far back shot. It is, and it looks like it could potentially be off. You know, off towards where maybe the staff work. My theory, just watching the video and with this information that you told me, is that someone knew that this was going to happen because they're filming it as it's going to happen. If you're saying it's a strict event, and I don't know. Like the only footage of the actual thing is off this guy mm-hmm. and any other footage that's like, you know, snuck in is after the event. Okay. Meaning, meaning if everyone's I was, phones are put away, it, everyone's, you know, I don't want my, I don't want my phone taken away, but this event happens. Oh God, I got to record this shit for fucking my 10 followers on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. But the only person that got the actual footage of that event happening, knowing it was going to happen is this guy that just happens to be in this industry. And I think that's really sus, man. And I'm also, leaning towards believing that because we do really do live in like this weird era of like making shit leak on purpose in order to drive ticket sales and hype and get, you know, get people's attention. So it wouldn't, you know, like the way meta is running right now, like, you know, there's crazy fucking teams working on companies like that to hack into, they know, they know how the human brain works, what people are going to be interested in and how they're going to, what they're going to be glued to. For sure. I think potentially it's leaked by uh, uh, some sort of network or agency that specializes in viral marketing or something like this. And someone was on the inside that had special rights and didn't need to have the the camera checked, let's say. I'm not not saying that um, what happened wasn't fake because that guy definitely got fucked up. Yeah, like yeah. His it arm looks was like in the it wrong was, spot. Yeah, but it looks like it's potentially they were ready to go. The camera was pointed exactly where that guy yeah. was as he starts running, which is super sus. And like you said, it was the end of the show. Why are you recording the end of a show? I'm going to probably record like him coming on stage or something. I don't know. I'm not going to judge about that. But um, it's it's interesting. And he didn't look like he wanted to hurt him at all. When he no. jumped on the stage, it looked like a, a half-assed attempt. It was like, okay, how do we do this? So um, it looks real enough, but doesn't really cause Dave Chappelle any harm. And the fact that he had a gun that looked like a knife is super weird. That's, I think that's just a weird thing that they added. Like, it's like a, almost like planter type of thing. It's, it's so bizarre. But yeah, it's just, you know, sorry, what- a knife that looked like a gun. Yeah. Yes. No, that's what we said was better. No, I no, think no. He a, had a knife gun. that looked like a gun. It looked like a gun. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I think uh, the way I'm he- seeing it in my head- Is reversed. Uh, yeah, it's reversed. Um, it would be really interesting to talk to the people that know that guy, the the attacker. Yeah. And just to get an understanding of who he was. Like, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me that this guy's a loner. Yeah. Okay. Someone you could easily just write off. Unfortunately, maybe he's some sort of scapegoat. I know that's getting heaps of deep. Stuck in, and now he's going to have a criminal record his whole life over this. Yeah, but what if you just got ridiculous? Fucking, stuff? He's 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 a million dollars. Shut the fuck up and just break an arm for us. You're just going to do this thing for us. Maybe I doubt they'd give a million. This is no hush, name hush company. Hush, hush, I'd money. have to look more into this company. Send me the link to it, and I'll do my research. Okay, you do some research. Dive deep, son. Yeah, dude. So I thought that was really interesting because, like, um, 
it's not the first time like something like this has happened and it, you know you find out that it was orchestrated um, because enough people you know don't let it settle down but uh, you know it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if things like this are orchestrated because even when the the Will Smith thing happened mm. it was pretty polarizing a bunch of people were like it's fake as shit and a lot of people were like that looks very genuine yeah and it's hard to know that is hard to know but the fact that Chris Rock immediately kind of came out and yeah. said was that Will Smith and that did not look fake. No. At all. It looked like a half-assed attempt because maybe Will Smith in the last second thought, oh, shit, if I punch him hard, I'm going to get fucked. So then he kind of just went, oh, and slapped him at the last second. But it looked totally unexpected. And it looked like a real flinch because, you know, in the, in the flinches in the films and fake ones, either they, they don't move at all, but it looked really embarrassing and sudden and... Will Smith didn't look like he was prepared for it either. No, Chris Rock's so, whole thing, throughout the whole thing, 100% genuine. And the reaction after yep. looked like exactly like someone would. It was very embarrassing yep. and very awkward. Yep. And that is what sold it for me because he did not know what to say. No matter acting could make you act like that. Yeah, that's right. It just looked like he started and went, uh, uh, he was totally he was about shocked. To, he was about to give us another zinger back because that's his, that's his weapon. He's fucking quick wit. I guess, but- And he, he was about to say totally something and he goes, uh, uh, nah. And then he just went on to something else. He handled it like a beast. Oh yeah, big time. I could have- I would have- Bustings, like, bustings. Absolutely been in shock and would have just called the- The fact that he didn't well, say he was, anything- He was in shock because no one was whole, doing anything. The whole, the whole thing shut down. The fact that he was so professional. He was, dude. Yeah. Um, if he called it and said, I can't keep going, that's ridiculous. They would have shut the show and curtains. It's, it's very bizarre that um, it just shows like- Someone like that level could just get away with that. That's alarming. On t- And they applauded him after, like he was some sort of hero. You know, the standing ovation when he when he accepted the Best Actor Award. It was like a cartoon. You couldn't write this shit. You couldn't write this shit into a TV show. Yeah. That's how good it was. There's another um, angle of Chris Rock standing there and he's looking into the audience and he, you can see him like maybe making eye contact with a f- familiar face and he's just like, I don't know what's, yeah, what's going happening? on. What's happening? Like what's happening? Because no one acknowledged what the fuck just happened. Yeah. And the after party was Will Smith eh, just going at it and loving life without a care in the world. So bizarre, dude. I felt very sorry for, for Chris Rock and I, I was embarrassed and disgusted to see the reaction of Hollywood. Yeah. But he's banned for 10 years now, you know. You got to ban 10 really years enough. out of the academy. Really just treat him like a citizen. Like, treat, him like should the, be, treat him like the fucking said, guy that jumped on stage to attack. Yes. The, yes. He Chappelle. should be arrested immediately and escorted off the premise. 100%. And, uh, the fact that when he came back and said the someone from the academy went up to him and asked him to leave. And so he tried. I said, so what? He just refused to leave. It's like going up to a cop and being like, you're under arrest. He's like, oh, no, I refuse. Well, he's got us there. He's got us there. That's so dumb. Anyway. Um, do, you were mentioning about Johnny Depp before. Oh, man. You been following? No. At I, all? Dude. Why? So, when it just started trending, which was like last week. Yep. Early last week. Yep. Um, I'm not on socials too much. And I saw it pop up. I'm like, okay, cool. This is the thing now. This is the, this is the thing everyone's going to be talking about. And I sure. actively was like, I could not care. Mm-hmm. My, anytime I went on 
any social media from Reddit to fucking Instagram, TikTok, it is just in my face constantly. Yeah. Everyone talking about it. And then also on top of that, my YouTube homepage had it up there, like several videos. And I, I went out of my way to hit the hamburger menu, not interested. The next day I come back and they're still recommending because they think like every single person on this planet cares about this. And I understand in America, it'd probably be even more hype, but it's just for the Western world. It's so weird that it, it this almost gets so much media attention. It almost feels like media forces it on people. And then people f- have the fear of missing out on what's trending and then it trends. So media goes, let's keep covering it. And it's just this weird cycle. Okay. I, I kind of agree with that. I'm not following it. I'm seeing it all the time. It will not leave my feed. No. And it's it's I haven't gone out of my way to say no to this, but I am definitely not pursuing it, but I'm seeing it all the time and just seeing the people complain, people do this. I It's almost as if there's nothing else in the world that's better than what's going on with Johnny Depp. Which, who has been like- out of the public eye for so long. And wasn't the accusations a couple of years ago? I remember um, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, he was in Australian news because he brought in his dogs without um, declaring them. But didn't he get deported? I think they sent the dogs back. Just the dogs? Yeah. Okay. And everyone was like, by the way, I have a, I have a dog. I fucking I will die for my dog. But um, at the same time, I'm not going to risk Australia's ecosystem for a dog. And people were like, why punish the, why punish the dog? It's like you're not punishing the dog. It's just it's literally a, 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 such a it's such a risk bringing this overseas animal. That's why we declare things. Yes, that's and why they had to like you either put it down or you bring it you take it back to America. And I agree with that hundred percent. And I don't like thing. this mentality that because a, a lot of the celebs just feel like the rules don't apply to them because they're so famous. Like so that that's tennis it. player, yeah, Djokovic. That's right. And he, I am unvaccinated, so I can come into the country. I have exemption. People know what, my name. Why can't I just do whatever I want? Yeah, that that was embarrassing, and I'm glad they they sorted it out. Like, and he wasn't allowed to play because otherwise, it just sets a precedent that everyone can do that. The worst part is like I I, I see it as like heaps of people made it through, and he's like, oh, all, all these other people are doing the same thing. I'll get through, and then one person that isn't like high up in the organization of that mm-hmm. found out and they're mm-hmm. like, I'm not letting this go away because I wasn't able to visit my mum. And then they're going to whistleblow. So they're like, Fuck, we better address it. Well, just, I, I am so happy that they did yeah, because it set the me precedent. Too. Otherwise that you can do whatever you want and Australia won't take it serious. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, yeah, it's just so like, I, I just feel like uh, it is just, it's very strange, man. It feels like it's being shoved down my throat in um, as a distraction, like it's like, why, why is it so important that I see this? Yeah. I am, couldn't care less because, well, it's just this bickering between two fame, one famous person, one not, not so famous person, right? Like I get people ha- uh, are interested in celebrity gossip. Like I'm not going to take that away from people. You know, that's why the Kardashians are a thing, but uh, it's just so bizarre. Like, that it's this much attention. Yeah, it's a bit... Uh, I'm so sick of it. I, I get so sick of the damn media and what they tend to cover, you know, when, when there are serious problems out in the world, global warming, uh, bushfires, when it was Australia, it was like not a lot of people covering it or people overseas were covering it better than our own 
yeah, you know, our own media because uh, it's like, not that bad. The whole Russia stuff right now in Ukraine, yeah. like that's it's so weird that this is like this is on my feed more than that. Yeah, when this is like a has the the Russia thing has the potential to affect the whole world. Yeah, I know. And then this is just well, celebrity gossip, man. It's a massive thing. Imagine being like from a country near nearby Ukraine. Yeah, you'd be shitting and yourself. tuning into socials and being like, "This is what the world cares about." I'm going through this, and this is what the world cares about right now. But this is the news feed you're getting is tailored to you. Yeah, regional it's, specific. It's regional specific. Yeah, it's not yeah, fair enough. It's not the person. It's not the global news because yeah. other places will cover it. You yeah. know, for instance, I think ours is very restrictive into what else happens around the world. It's very who cares and very fluff pieces, especially a current affair and all that. It's very weird. Yeah, anything like the Murdoch shit. It's very bad. And very low. I think even quality. just saying Murdoch has just fucking We've we've been flagged. We've, we've just flagged and been taken off YouTube. Yeah, that's it. We're we're flagged. We've, we've we abused the anything. Australian rights. Yeah, because we said Murdoch. Yeah. And it triggered the AI to to flag any shadow ban. We've just been shadow, shadow banned. Band, yeah. Episode three, shadow ban Woo! To the dark to the shadow realm we've been sent. <laughs> Murdoch um, just comes out of the void and just yeah with his wrinkly fucking chops hanging by the side of his cheeks uh, and just goes I challenge you to duel <laughs> okay yeah yeah dude so that's my hot take I um yeah it's just it's it's so weird that it's just being shoved down my throat and um I have tried to get away from it and I can't and um it's to the point where um I now I now know like bits like highlights of the of the trial which i could not care about it's weird that i have that information yeah i agree couldn't care and if my personal take on it from the beginning i think that she seems to be lying from what i can understand is that she's making the whole thing up and he yeah oh yeah and and she's crazy and that she I don't know. I don't know if it's all of it like is a lie. No, it's, but for it's, instance, it's people are pulling out plain. stuff that seems to be she's over embellishing everything, and Johnny Depp's at the mercy of, you know, very serious accusations. Also, um, the fact that he's just being as transparent as fuck just shows that he's just like, all right. The lawyer looks like an idiot. This, we're the doing lawyer it. for Amber looks like a complete idiot. Yes, yeah, he objects to himself. Objection, and uh, you ask the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. Hopeless, hopeless. Okay, I wanted to bring up something to you. Shoot. A very strange experiment. Don't look. Very strange looking. experiment that happened in 1865 by George Stratton. Okay. Okay. I hope you've never heard of it. We're going way back. We're going way back. I felt this was very interesting to the to the point of human experience and to the point of where our how our brains can adapt to certain scenarios and to certain things around our world because okay. so I I had the very interesting thing thought of you know like our eyes see everything upside down right mm-hmm. you, you know that like our yeah. brain flips it upside down yeah. and for some reason or other the when I move my left hand my right side of my brain is controlling that and when I move my right hand the left side of my brain is controlling that so it's flipped for some reason I think right? it's also the same with the way our ears pick up sound um, sounds on the left side uh, your your right ear will pick that up better and with I, the left brain I think because I remember seeing this experiment where someone like put like earmuffs with two tubes coming out into a long strip pipe with like funnels yeah and if you had a, the right ear going out of the right funnel and someone talked out over there 
you wouldn't hear it in the wrong spot. If you flip the tube so the wires were crossed, you could hear it correctly. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So this this experiment, yeah. this is a 1865, dude. So this, this is old, school, old as hell. No tech around this time. This is 170 years ago almost. Was radio around this time? Radio? I don't think so. Okay. I have to check it. Yeah. Steam was in the 1600s. So actually maybe, who knows? Yes. All right. This guy wanted to test what would happen if he wore glasses that flipped his eyesight upside down. Okay. Okay. So the glasses would flip everything. So it's just completely inverted. So where I'm looking up, it's the, it's, it's the, you know, the, the ground is on the roof in what I'm seeing. Right. Yes. So it's, it's like it's, you turn your full head, 180. you turn your head 180, uh, 180 degrees and you're like walking around like that. I, I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he did this for eight days. Okay. Wow. Eight days. From morning till night. He slept with an eye mask on, yeah. did not open his eyes while he transferred from these special glasses to to the gla- uh, to sleep. I like, how, I like up, how in the, in those days it was special glasses when you could literally just like cut little two little mirrors now and just put them on. Yeah, it's, it was something like that. Yeah. He, he, he designed it himself and built it, right? The first day he said the environment was completely unreal and strange to him. Mm-hmm. So he's walking around, everything felt alien. You know, he's looking at the roof and the sky. When he was walking around, his hands were getting very confused. You know, he'd reach he'd reach for things with the wrong hand right, because right. The, the it's flipped. So he needs to use his other hand just with the way what he's seeing. The second day he did it, he said everything started to feel a bit better, but his body felt very, very strange. So he his body felt out of place. Like he felt like the, the landscape was getting better, but his body felt disconnected. Okay. The third day, he said he was seeing completely normal. Really? Yes. That quickly? Three days. And he said it's he was seeing the world as if it was right side up. So his brain had flipped the image back over. Really? Yes. Wow, that's so quick. Yes. And um that that was trip. That's exactly what I what, what I was horrified, and I'm so glad you're having this reaction right now because. And, and not, not only did he his brain recorrect it, but were his understanding of where his arms are corrected yes, as well. He could run and do everything like normal. He said everything felt completely normal to him with the glasses on. Do you think that? I don't know if this is related, but do you think that if you were right-handed, you would now become left-handed? No, because the feeling felt the same to him. It felt the same. Yeah. Okay. But so what was a big adjustment for him, he said, was that when he was looking at something, at first he would reach with the wrong hand. Yes. Because the vision was flipped. Yes. So then he said it eventually he was correcting and he he was walking around going to the shops and interacting with everything completely normal. And he said the vision looked normal to him. That is really interesting. Then he said he took him off. And it was upside down again. Holy shit. (laughs) So he took off the glasses and the world was flipped. Oh my God, dude, that'd be so fucking scary. Yes. How do you, you can't confidently say that your brain's going to fix itself. Yes. Oh my God, dude. So he said he was seeing upside down when he took them off. That that is the same. He was swapping hands again. Like he was looking, say I'm looking at this laptop. Instead of reaching with his right hand when he wanted to grab something, his left hand went out and he was like, oh my God. And then he had to change it. That's he terrifying. said it took about half a day to get back to normal. That's terrifying, man. And yeah. that, that for me, would be like the same reaction as if you just woke up and you couldn't hear for a day. 
Yeah. And you would be like, I don't know when this is coming back. Yeah, but he, I mean, I I think this is a person like, this is me and He's probably you talking about with, with a bit of anxiety in our bodies going, oh my God, this is so <laughs> new. What what if it never goes back? Yeah, yeah. But in reality, he was very grounded and he was very sure that everything would be okay. And I guess people were just a lot more chill back then with things going weird. Like, you know, people were dying heaps younger and that was just like normal. Anyway. He, I like how you just brushed that off. Yeah. You're just dying. It's, it's normal. So he <laughs> he did the experiment and, yeah. and, and the experiment was to prove is the brain, can the brain adapt? Is there a certain way that our brain has been programmed to experience the world? Right. Or is it that the brain has just adjusted to well, we're right side up when we start. So that's the way the brain adapts. So he was con- he's pretty damn convinced from this experiment. It's the 1860s. Wow. He's pretty convinced from the experiment that even if, you let's say, your head was upside down on your body, your brain could totally adapt any t- to the unusual um, situation that it would be in. And for instance, if your eyeballs were rotated upside down, your brain would adjust. That's really cool. And your brain can totally adapt to any situation. It's not a set certain of wires and things happening in your brain that- It adapts. That adapts. And it made me feel like this, um, it reminded me of this experiment also done by Smarter Every Day on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, that he would write, he was able to learn how to ride a bike that was, when you pushed left, it went right. So he, he swapped the handlebars, so pushing left, wouldn't turn the wheel left, it would turn it right. And when you turned it right, it would turn it left. Okay. And he said, he told people, if you can ride this 10 meters, I'll give you $1,000 and no one could do it. After six months, he was able to learn it. Wow. Okay. And when he went back to ride a normal bike, he couldn't do it. He thought it was going to be a skill that you're, you're going to be able to just do both. But it was not. Your brain has to rewire the the circuits. And he was in um, Amsterdam trying to get on a normal push bike. People were watching him and laughing. And he's like, I can't do it. I I can't ride the normal one because my brain is stuck. Is he stuck like that? No, no, no. It took him (laughs) 25 minutes. And then he's like, "Ah, ah, ah, it's happening. Ah, It's back to normal. I got it. I did it. And then the brain kind of like swapped out. It was pretty cool. It's cool. Like it quickly defaults back. It definitely switches back quicker than it takes to adapt. And yeah, that's, but that's cool, maybe but- if you just kept going for, you know, the normal way of riding a bike has been learned for years, right? So if you yeah. rode, you could probably swap back just as fast, no matter as long as one is the default. You just have to teach your body what to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Thoughts? That is really interesting, man. Um, I wonder how far you could push those type of experiments. Yeah. I, I-, I imagine it could be to any level in your nervous system. I'm like it, it it does really like just show like how um you hear those stories of how people that can't see have a really good um sense of hearing. Like the body overcompensates. Oh when you know, when yeah, when you become blind you get a really good yeah. sense of hearing, like yeah. everything else makes up for it. Yeah. I guess, but this is I guess more excuse me. Um learning uh learning a different neurological pathway in your brain. You know, yeah. for instance, yeah. instead of now when I see that, I need to raise my left hand. Instead, now I raise my right hand. It's just teaching your brain a different circuitry to naturally go in towards. Do you think that would be the same if you fully removed something and made your body adapt? Yes. I think it can be applied to anything. It's called um, neuroplasticity. So, yes. okay. for instance, you know how people get into a car accident, they lose half their brain and they have to rehab, but then they live a normal life after. You heard these stories? Yes. Yep. You know, these people get shot. 
and massive injuries and they can completely recover, but they're missing half their brain. So how does that work? Mm -hmm. The brain can rewire. The brain can heal from, they say at any age, completely rewire itself no matter what. That's fascinating. Very, very cool. Wow. You know, um, that reminds me of this um, story I heard where this blind guy developed his own method of sonar to help him get around the world. Yeah. And he pretty much, uh, as I think it, it must've started as a kid, but he made a clicking sound in his, in his mouth. Yeah. And he would use that uh, sound reverberation to, to understand where, um, his surroundings. And he got it to the point where he was so confident that he was essentially using sonar as a blind wow. person getting around. And, uh, to the point where he was ready to go to schools and teach it to blind kids, and they knocked him back because it, apparently it was going to be too distracting for the other kids. Oh, uh, because what is he constantly clicking? Well, I guess like kids would just be like around, but which is like, dude, they're blind. Like, let them. That's if that's how they get around, they can get around that way, which is amazing. But yeah, because they're not going to use it twenty four seven just to. No, if they're sitting down in class, they're just listening. But like, if to walk around to know your surroundings, that's insane. That you can pres- uh, get that precise with your hearing because yeah. could he do it to then understand if a person was next to him? I'm sure it was like full objects, like walk around a lounge room and not bump into couches and tables. Because wow, that's pretty incredible. I'll have to look it up. But I remember hearing about that, and I'm and and uh, that's pretty cool, man. Like that's that's a full ability that he's taught himself, and it just shows you like what are the potentials of the of the body if taken taken things away. You can pretty much learn and learn to, to cope sonar. with anything because those guys as well that lose their arms and then they can do everything with their feet. Yes. I saw a guy working on a car maybe two months ago. He had no hands, no arms at all, cut off at the shoulders. And he was able to work on the car, change nuts, tires, torque, torque wrenches, everything, screwdriver with his toes. I um, <laughs> I think I saw a Guinness World Record episode where a guy made like a, a, so many sandwiches with his feet. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's the same shit. Um, and I've seen people play guitar with their toes. That's cool. So, you know, they're nailing the frets. I'm just like, crush my feet. I saw a video the other day and a guy showed his feet and they were like primate feet. He looked like he had opposable thumbs as big toes. And they were like, the big toe was definitely lowered down on his foot. Oh, and it looked like he could like I, literally I've grab seen stuff. That. I've seen that. Yeah. He yeah. had, um, he had a, I know exactly what you're talking about. He had some sort of genetic defect that forced his feet to become this devolved version of themselves. Yes. It was almost like chimp feet. I saw it. He had toes, you know, that were just completely off his foot. Yeah. yeah that's it. That's, that's it. This yeah, is the guy. We're, I saw that bring guy. It up, bring up the picture right here, but yeah, we'll um, bring it up. for those of the, for those of you watching, but, um, it's very fascinating. He looks like he he has his his big toe hands is, for feet. Yeah, it looks like hands. you know how your your thumb is not the the tallest. It's the shortest of all your hands. That's what his foot looks like. It's very bizarre. And it definitely looks like he, if if he wanted to, he could it hang off pain. a tree. Yeah, it looks super painful for some reason. No, I think it just looks like a strong hand because that that dude definitely gripping on stuff. He's that holding on to stuff. Yeah, 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 I'm man. Shoes would be so uncomfortable for him. To be have to be like custom shoes. What would you, what would you? Would uh, you barefoot it like that? Yeah, I'd want my I'd, I'd want my feet hands to be strong as fuck. No, no, no. Would you walk around you know the shops like that barefoot? I wouldn't walk around the shops like you'd look like a now. splice alien. People would be yeah. pretty freaked out. You'd I reckon that, you'd honestly, like you'd be pretty mind. embarrassed. You'd be pretty embarrassed, but you know, at the same time, I would love to take advantage of that at home. 
Like what, you, just like you could put your shoes on without crush your, a coke can with your toes. No, you could put your <laughs> shoes on without bending down. That's if he's got the dexterity. You don't know, dude. I saw a video. This guy's like doing like grouping motions. Like, <laughs> okay. like he uh, he could hold an apple. He could hold an that's apple. Pretty with his incredible feet, for sure. All he's right. got the grip. Damn. Stem. All right, that's cool. Man. <laughs> would you um? How far would you would you live if no one was at your home and you're living by yourself and you and you've got this ability? How far are you living ape life? What do you mean? How are you, far are you, am I living? Are up? you on all fours? Are you are you holding a book and eating an apple with your feet? Yeah. With your feet, like what are you? How far are you pushing it? <laughs> what a strange <laughs> question! I love it. I don't think I'd. I'm honestly too lazy to learn that type of skill. I think I picture him because you can do max, max you can production. do crazy stuff with your feet now, but are you going to practice it? Like I've seen people write with their feet. But yeah, do you want to practice that? that? That's do you want to waste your foot, time though. doing this that? This guy looks like he's got hands for feet. Yeah, but I don't still think I would invest in one. I'm else. picturing this dude, right? He's sitting back on a couch. He's holding a book with his left hand. He's, sw- <laughs> he's swelling, oh, no, wait, he's swelling a glass of wine with his right foot hand and then just like changing the record player with his left foot hand and then just like grabbing a drink with his right hand. Like just right, multitasking. <laughs> that's amazing. But the first thing I thought you said was he's like chilling back, lying down and he's got his toes holding a book and he's just reading yeah, so chill. That's what and I like, And turning pages with his foot hand. Okay, that's pretty amazing. I, that That's an amazing thing to picture and I want to picture he's living that life. Too. I hope he's living that life. I hope so. Yeah, that would but be amazing. But he was pretty open about it online, so you hope so. you got to be. You'd have, you've you'd been asked questions since birth, so... Uh, do you think it's evolution or de-evolution? That's, he, he, he talked about it. I remember seeing that post on Reddit. He spoke about it and said... He had some ge- sort of genetic condition that caused his feet to become more devolved. Interesting. It's devolved. Okay. It's, it's the prior. I saw this cool thing. Uh, if you were to bring your thumb and pinky together like this yes. on, on on a table, oh, okay, yep. and lift your um f- uh, arm, oh sorry, hand towards your body, uh, if you see a strong tendon bone pop up here on towards the pinky side, mm-hmm. uh, apparently not everyone has that. Some people. That will be very visible. This? Yeah. Okay, I've got it. Yep. Some people, that will be very visible to um, some people that have that. And apparently that's a trait that links back to our ancestors, uh, primate ancestors, because it, uh, it shows the grip strength that we would require to hold onto a branch. Yes. So the pinky is so much of your grip strength. Yep. So if you lose your pinky, you lose, I think, something ridiculous. 50% of your fifth str- grip strength. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. So, so it's huge. Yeah. I saw that. Um which is pretty cool. Yeah. I I think that's super interesting, dude. It just shows that like not to, to think the human race is all the same person. There's definitely like slight evolutions happening amongst cultures. Yeah. And, you know, when, you know, any culture can, you know, have offspring with any other culture mm. and traits get passed down. But um, it's just pretty interesting to know that like, to, to, to know that, you know, we are all human race, but at the same time, we're not all in from top, to, like head to toe the same. Yeah, for sure. There's so many same. different uh, different variations. Who do you think's at the top? Oh, man, that, I feel like that that discussion, unfortunately, is like bordering on racism and unfortunately, but it's such a, an actual discussion you can have. But at the same time, what's I, on, what's I, don't cons- think, I don't think that's racist. What's considered I, I top? I think it's just, dis- yeah, what's considered top, Because right? it's like, it would just have to be the most uh, beneficial attributes that a person so, can have. So, here's my theory. It's not racist. 
if you're racist, I'm sorry, it's not racist. I'm telling you with any intention, it's not racist. You if have you're to look looking for physically strong, if you're looking for physically strong and that's your top level, it's Icelandic, Greenland, that type of area in the very high Arctic circle. Those guys are the biggest on average humans and the right. strongest on average humans because they need to survive the cold winters. So you have to think a lot of this genetic factors and physical factors are going to be where you grow up and what, what your ancestry is. So just unfortunately, if you grow up and you want to survive these cold winters, you've got to be huge. You cannot have small, average small people living these winters. They'll die. So you need to be able to but hold more mass. I don't think there's so many different body attributes that, that add to that. You can have scrawny people in, in, in Icelandic areas. You can, that of course, but I'm saying on average. If biggest, the most physical, like a, the, I think the most consistent winners of the strongest man in the world challenges are all Icelandic people. Right, right. Like Hafthor. The, the mountain. The mountain, yeah. Hafthor Bjorsson. He's, um, uh, he's Icelandic. I saw a cool video um, showing why uh, darker skinned people have uh, more f- volume in their hair, more frizzy hair. Mm. And uh, the more pale of the skin, more like northern people have long uh, hair that kind of just drapes right down. And I, I think it has to do with the shape of the actual hair follicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it like sun protection or? So I, I think I, I, I don't want to mix this up, but I think the people that were um, in more colder climates, their hair type was cylindrical, mm-hmm. which caused it to drape down, covering the nape, which would have insulated the heat better. Okay. And people that were in hotter, arid climates had uh, like a semicircle hair follicle shape. So the hair was smooth, uh, rounded on one top and then flat underneath, which caused it to curl. So it would keep off your neck, which would allow the cool breeze to cool you down a bit. Very cool. I like that. And that makes a lot of sense because a lot of Middle Eastern cultures are like that as well. They have very yeah. dense, strong hair. Yep. And uh, they're in very harsh desert yeah. environments. And also like hair is to help direct sweat away from and yeah, cool and, down and the also body, protect so. your head from the sun a lot of yes. the time. It's like, why do you have it there? It's because mostly to stop the skin cancer. On yeah, that's your head. why such blonde fair hair is in uh, yeah. northern and, and you have the fair hair and thin hair. Uh, sorry, not thin hair. Very light colored skin, light colored eyes. The further you go to the, the poles, D. because you need more vitamin D. Yeah. So that's just how it works. And that's not racist. That's just gen- that's just that's evolution. Cool. That's, I like that. I, I kind of like that. It's a pretty cool little trait. Yeah. Bill Nye did a cool video about just showing skin color. And if you made it all one gradient around the equator, it's very dark. And towards the North Pole, it's very white. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, cool. You wanted to hit me some conspiracy stuff. Conspiracy stuff. Um, I, um, I've been noticing this trend lately. Uh, so you know how um, old Hollywood was known for a lot of their media being propaganda-based? Yep. Around, you know, the war, World War II and stuff like that. A lot of um, cinema came out around that time, but it had you an mean agenda. like Nazi level? I you know, wouldn't um, say that, but like, you know, like there was always like a, a, some patriotic uh, propaganda, not like, you know, thing behind a movie to push an agenda. Right. What country are you talking about? America, Hollywood. Oh, you know, a lot of war films to say patriotism and America's going to win all the wars during yeah. high levels of war. Yeah. So, yep, Stuff okay. like that. But then yeah. also like yeah, it's definitely movies that you wouldn't think are really pushing sure. movies that you wouldn't think are pushing an agenda. Yep. Um, I was, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is the case, but I, I've, I've noticed like it's like within the last five to 10 years, there's been like a massive increase of uh, movies 
portraying uh, VR, virtual reality, and split personality. And um, I, uh, I've i just found it funny. Like, we've had, in the last, like, five years, we've had, like, Ready Player One, Free Guy, Moon Knight. And I've just found out, you're going to like this, Chris Pratt. Oh, God. He's back at it again. My he's, boy. He's, uh, <laughs> no, my boy. He's got this movie coming out. Dude, the, the title. Cowboy Ninja Viking. Cowboy Ninja Viking. Cowboy, Cowboy Ninja Viking. I don't know and I don't care. And it's about a, a government dude, a government turning a dude with multiple split personalities into like a super soldier. But terrible movie, by the way. It's going to it's gonna flop. But um, what- It won't flop. It'll k- kill it at the box cow. office. The cash cow. Yeah. Um, what is- what's, you with know, this, what's with this um, heavy interest in virtual reality and split personalities? It's because it's coming- um, more mainstream. Are they trying VR. to? Are VR they trying to relax people into the whole idea of it to bring them on board? I think it's just more people are, are used to it now, so it's something more relevant that people can understand a bit better. Right, right. You know, I'm sure probably a lot of kids are asking for the VR Oculus Quest, which is that standalone VR headset that Facebook like, made. Not to say that the whole concept is new. Obviously, you had like Tron back in the 80s and stuff. That yeah, it, but think about now the Oculus Quest. I think is is 300 or. In America, it's like 200 bucks, and that is a full enclosed Oculus system mm-hmm. that does not need a PC to plug in. You're just free. You just put it in. You're ready to go. You're in the world. You're right, jacked right. in. Okay. Yeah, man. It's just um, it's it's strange. Like, there's just like there's a lot of a lot of content out there about like split personality and and VR at the moment. Yeah. So, do you think that that it's some sort of mass propaganda to get people okay with saying yes to going into this? I don't know, but this digital uh, world. I'm definitely not saying that, but I'm I'm definitely open to that thought. Like, that's I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I know that like uh, there's plenty of movies you could look up back in the day, like from like 80s and back that uh, and movies you wouldn't think had an agenda had a, definitely a, a an agenda. Okay. Innocent yeah, movies. I can I can kind of get on board with saying potentially there's some sort of push here to the digital realm. Yeah. But do you think it's government related or it's just mass media related? I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. It's in. It's into the experience. I think it could be. I think it could be that it's becoming more popular, and so a lot of people are getting on the hype train of trying to do it. But mm. it's kind of scary to hear that people are are being so okay with it. You know, just jacking your mind into the digital world and it's stuck. Yeah, and it, like, it's definitely like um, the type or, or, of- or chip implants or whatever it is. Yes, it's definitely the t- the, the people that. Um, oh, sorry, um, it's definitely the type of people that are like. Uh, influencing is my life yep. and all you need is a company to come to them and be like um, we want you to promote the new Oculus meta oh, collaboration totally. yeah totally and they'll be like sure. yep done and they'll be like hey guys just just try out my new meta Oculus Rift suit it's great you should try, check it out use my coupon code yeah use my coupon code well that's big use my on, coupon on code things, say, it's definitely sell your movies. life 10 it's definitely 10 movies off. someone sent me a video the other day to say can you work on this it was some sort of VR integration quest app or something they were working on you know for the for the oculus quest mm. they had it and they had all this green screen footage i i passed off the idea because it wasn't shot well so no <laughs> not up to the whoever shot it you should be shot do you think that uh the whole vr thing that's currently happening right now and i know i know we touched upon this on the uh, previous episode um but you know how we're talking about how 3d everyone was jumping on 3d like it was yeah. gonna be the next craze yep do you think this has the potential to be another flop like 3d or Ooh, it really is going to set in where we are 100% going into the VR world. I think those, 
there's a lot of attention on it more than the 3D was because 3D was just more catered for watch a movie at home in 3D. It wasn't. I so don't much think an it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as big as everyone thinks it's going to be because here's my here's my two cents. My two cents on it. When the internet came out, and when the computer came out, everyone got on it. And it's just been a slow ever increase of everyone getting on it more and more. Yes. It hasn't been this explosion and then, oh, well, people stopped using the internet because it's not cool now. The internet and computers and smartphones, they blew up hard. And they didn't they didn't slow down. They didn't need a push. They didn't need a big influx. You saw someone with it, you needed to have it. You saw the potential right away. You went to a friend's house, they had a computer, they had fast internet. You went home to your dad and that's all you ever talked about. And then your dad saw the potential and was like, yeah, we need to get this. Yeah. Okay. Right. You show people VR and stuff now and they're kind of, and they'll kind of think, yeah, that's pretty cool. You're wowed by it, but You're it's kind of gimmicky. You're by it, but it's gimmicky yeah. and people don't see the potential and it hasn't got that potential like the smartphone did, like the, like the internet did. And yes. you, you saw that and that just did, that was balls to the wall, zero break immediately. I think because there's a lot of things you could explore within those things mm. where this is just like, Oh, I'm I'm in this world. Yes, unless and there's a different world that's like something that unless there's some sort of revolutionary change where you know you're jacking your brain in and it's it's full on. Right, right, right. I don't think it's going to take off like the internet has, like smartphones, like computers. At the moment, it's um what you said. It's just Ugandan knuckles. Ugandan it's knuckles, all get. and it's all you're going to get, and that's all. I I watched the metaverse kind of beta testers, and it was all. Do you know I think mean? the beta test is already dropping off. Interesting. I um I had this thought, a shower thought yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and this could be so fucking stupid, but um, do you think how, do you think the technology that the generation grows up into versus the generation that's brought up with the technology that's already there um, sees the technology differently? Because growing up... Um, not only my dad, but I, I, I know all these older people around me would always be like, stop watching TV. It's going to rot your brain. Mm-hmm. And at, I was a kid. And at the time, that generation would have been in the 30s and 40s. And now yep. we're reaching that generation. And now I've noticed that we're like, I want to get away from social media. That's That shit will rot your brain. Okay. But the generation that's hasn't been um hasn't seen it from its birth i just like this is the most amazing thing like we saw tv being the most amazing thing we'll hook to that shit okay do you think that social media will become one of those things that we're going to be like get off that shit or rot your brain and then that generation will have its own thing yeah there has it can't just get better and better forever just like the tv got became obsolete to something right maybe in another 30 40, radio tv you know internet, maybe another 10 years social media the vr jack your brain in thing becomes the new thing yes and then everyone's like, well, that that's seriously going to rot your brain. But I think there'll be, it'll be, that will be so much of a jump. And that'll be so, well, think about it. Like, okay, that's a very interesting question. I like that you brought that up. Think about how when com- video games and computer stuff first came out, your parents were scared of it. Yes. You know, grandparents were like, whoa, like this is too much. It's going to fry your brain. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to do. I don't want my son playing this, could this be, game. That could be the thing that's next for us in that you're jacking your brain in and people are scared it's going to ruin your brain. But the kids are going to be like, oh, this is so sick. Why don't you get it, Dad? Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, nah, but I don't I trust that's, this. That's when you get some serious problems.
protocol, uh, not protocol, serious problems when you have people literally jacking their brains in. But then is it just us being that generation? No. And it turns out to be okay? That's like scary the TV shit. turned out to be okay? Think about all the bugs and problems that are within just yeah. your smartphone. I can't get my smartphone to definitely work. Even the best smartphone in the world will have bugs, problems, crashing. Literally last night, I was using my flashlight to find my way to the door and my phone restarted on me. Yeah. So can you imagine, you know, you... It just starts having bugs and, oh, this just rot your brain by accident. Oh, we just wiped out half your memory by accident. Can you imagine what that can kind of do? I would never get on that board. I wouldn't, no. And I, and I guess, yeah, what you're saying is like the technology, we are luckily, you know, radio, TV and all that had the potential to be bad, but there was laws put in place. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't put subliminal messaging and things like that where social media and v- VR is just fucking wild west. Exactly. Some do, it's so easy for a kid to just develop this terrible shit and a bunch of kids will just be on that stuff yeah. yeah so i don't think it's there might be something else that picks off but uh that it's be scary to think that it's it's jacking your brain in which is the only next next logical step after yeah vr which is already pretty close because i do see the poisons in social media already yeah we haven't even hit vr yet i saw no. a i saw a campaign yesterday i was at the cinema i was watching um multiverse of madness and an ad came on for cyberbullying among schools and it was all about have the talk to stop bullying. And and in my head, I'm like, bullying's never gonna go away. I'm not saying don't have the talk. I'm you know I'm against bullying, but bullying's always gonna happen. The problem is is that now you you can once you leave school, you're still getting bullied. Yeah. And it's social media's fault. It's the same reason like why uh, people are more burnt out because. The nine to five doesn't exist anymore. You're still contactable after you clock off from work because people are like, oh, dude, just he just sent this email and it's like six o'clock and people have their shit. So they're just like, yeah, I'll just quickly do work. So you're thinking that's translating to bullying? I'm just saying like technology is the reason why there's these uh, these issues are coming bigger than they are. Yeah. Bullying's always going to be there. Work's always going to be there. But technology is the reason why people are working longer hours because they're still contactable. Before you just literally finish work and that was it for the day. Mm. You did not touch work. You weren't contactable until you came back to work. Now it's just like assume that you're you can just you know oh can you just send this email real quick? Can you just do this job real quick? I know sorry sorry to contact you after, mm. after hours and um cyberbullying. But it's uh, well within your right to say no. I'm yeah. I'm not home these days though, man. I don't oh, know where I do companies it. are. I do it. I should be out. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think like you know cyberbullying is um technology. I sound like an old dude, but. Uh, the technology is- will ruin me, Shani. Yeah, dude. Like the the social media is the the bad the devil. It's the devil. It's the devil. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Thomas isn't it a devil? I think that's it, dude. I think we're wrapped up. So okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank and, you so much. Uh, we're gonna see you definitely in the next episode of the Double Dose. We love you guys. See you later. <laughs>